0: Everyone, I'm Daisy and I'm Quinn and thanks for coming back for a new episode of coming to America or if you're just joining us for the first time. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Uh, it is my favorite segment around the world in 30 minutes where we share articles from around the world um, that are a little bit lighthearted funny. And then Weird, some. I think, and weird. would be a
1: good way to put it as yes, well. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, but before we get started, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. While you are there, make sure you leave us a five-star review so new listeners can find the podcast and help us climb the Apple Podcasts chart. We are close to 1,000 listens, so every rating, share, and listen helps. This week, we are talking about HEB accidentally offended some Texans for maybe the first time ever with its cola packaging.
1: Crazy. So H-E-B, for anyone who's not listening, is what, the local or the statewide grocery chain?
0: Yes. So uh, H-E-B is only in Texas. Mm -hmm. And it's actually not in some Texas cities. Like Dallas doesn't have an H-E-B.
1: And as you'll find out in this story, El Paso.
0: Yeah. So, So, but everybody pretty much knows what H-E-B is in Texas. We love H-E-B. It's Mm -hmm. pretty much... It's definitely better than Walmart, but like, oh, yeah. No, it's blasphemy it's if known. you say something
1: bad against it.
0: Yeah. So, um, but we'll get right into the article. The unthinkable has happened. HEB accidentally offended a few Texans.
1: So dramatic.
0: So dramatic. Uh, Reddit user, A Reddit user posted a picture of HEB original cola with a portion of Texas missing, effectively cutting off El Paso. Maria Cortez-Gonzalez from the El Paso Times reported that some Alpacioni, Alpacians. Do they go
1: by that? Is that a thing?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I'm not from El Paso. Mm -hmm. I can't say Alpacians.
1: I don't don't know. know. If you're from there, let us know.
0: Sorry if we offended you by reading this.
1: Yeah. First H-E-B now coming to America.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're offended by the slight, especially since there aren't any HEBs in El Paso. Luckily, it does not seem the slight is ubiquitous across the state. Cortez Gonzalez called in the Caller Times in Corpus Christi, who reported back that some cans of HEBs cola did feature the entire state, El Paso included. A media representative for HEB confirmed it to the El Paso Times. The design on the can is adjusted to include the nutrition label, and the design varies on the cans, bottles, and the 12-pack box and reflects the entire state in the total design package. Dia Compost said in an email, Dia Compost also reassured the El Paso Times that HEB loves every inch of Texas. So perhaps HEB doesn't have it out for the Texas towns where it hasn't opened a store for whatever reason. Take this as yet another reminder of how lucky we are to have HEB in Houston and Austin and San Antonio. Not all Texans can say the same. What are your thoughts?
1: It's definitely very, you know, peculiar rather that, of course, one of the cities in Texas that doesn't have an HEB ends up getting cut out of the, you know, the labeling on the package. And it's interesting because from like a branding perspective, since like, you know, you're in marketing and like obviously myself in content creation, Normally, with like when you're putting these things together, like whether it's an illustrator or some other program, like generally you kind of have that layout yourself and you know where things are going to go to like the millimeter essentially. Um, and even with like some other branding, uh, for some other brands, like they won't allow to have any labels or anything in general around their logo within like half an inch or something like that. So it's interesting that it's the nutrition label. That's kind of covered up um, El Paso, which is, I mean, still funny that a part of Texas is being cut out, but um, definitely uh, an interesting oversight considering, you know, they don't have one there. Yeah,
0: I think um, it definitely sucks and people should have like kind of been aware that Texans are sensitive, dude. Mm -hmm. You can't talk bad about us. It's not like you can't.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting if it was like the nutrition label covering up like one of the fattest cities in America, which I don't know (laughs) off the top of my head, unfortunately, but... If it was like a diet cola covering you know, oh, that would be crazy. somewhere random, it would be very... Um, I'm sure that's a campaign from like Jenny Craig or something like yeah, that um, at some point. If it isn't, hit me up and we can kind of get that sorted out. We'll move on to our next article. This from from Unity Lad. A guy cycles more than 2,500 miles from Poo Poo Point to PP Creek. So a very uh, enticing headline, as you can imagine. I clicked on this so quickly. Uh, the article reads, over in the US, one man cycled more than 2,500 miles from Poo Poo Point to Pee, Pee Creek. Twitter user at Ruby Drummer has been cycling across the country, quote, biking nearly 5,000 miles in order to raise awareness of the Yemen crisis. As part of his efforts, he took one of the nation's most audacious journeys, a landmark voyage from number two in the West to a number one in the East. That is fantastic writing. Over the course of the 36 days, he completed a 2,553-mile bike ride. He set off at the start of Poo Poo Point Trail in Washington, <laughs> traveling across nine states before arriving at PP Creek in Ohio. In a later tweet, he wrote, quote, Bro, I started crying tears of wait, I have to do bro. I started crying I don't know how to, I don't know what accent I'm going for. Quote, Bro, I started crying tears of joy and then started laughing my ass off because uh, about crying over PP Creek, end quote. In order to complete such a trip, he cycled 69 miles. They're really everything in this article, just hitting hitting the nail on the head every single day. Quote, not a mile more, not a mile less, he explained. So obviously very particular about how far he's riding every single day. There's also a video here. He's crying in the video. Um, oh and I mean, very passionate, obviously. The Yemen crisis is something we should worry about, but very interesting that the uh, two points that he chose, I mean definitely did the right thing He got the publicity and everything that he wanted
0: yeah I think this is a very uh very interesting uh very interesting places to go he also said that he passed sharts road on the way to pp creek he can't make that up you can't make that up can you I mean like
1: I mean it must be made up at some point but imagine being like the city council or the you know state ordinance deciding on the name of a certain creek or like you know whatever it ends up being um and you know, there's maybe an argument that it's like, oh, it's like a Native American derived from like some Native American name and then translated oh, incorrectly and yeah. like all this other stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't know, it's a lot to take in. Like imagine being, you know, you know, when you go to university or college and it's like, oh, you know, where are you from? And you say like, oh, I'm from, you, you would say I'm from San Antonio. It's like, you're not really like you're from Comfort. But if mm-hmm. you say Comfort, everyone's like, oh, is that? Yeah. yeah, it's like, where's that? So if it's like him from Washington and be like, oh, yeah, I'm from Washington State. And they'd be like, no, where are you from? He's like, like Seattle-ish. And I'm like, where? And it's like, pee Creek. creek. <laughs> like that would definitely be, um, I mean, a great icebreaker, I suppose, um, to start with. but man. Definitely
0: a really good icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to this next uh, article that I find very interesting. Uh, Interesting.
1: Yes. Plenty to discuss as you'll find out.
0: Yes. So this is from Yahoo. Um, Title is Eric Trump backtracks after saying he's, quote, part of, end quote, the LGBT community on Fox and Friends. Mm -hmm. You You heard it here.
1: Yeah, we have a lot to do. We will also get into the debate a little bit as well. I'm sure there's plenty to discuss on that front, given everything that was um, said and said (laughs) over each other as well. Will you shut up, man? Sorry.
0: (laughs) Eric Trump's appearance on Fox and Friends on Tuesday didn't go exactly as planned. President Donald Trump's son, speaking on one of his... Father's favorite shows hours before the president was set to debate opponent Joe Biden in the first presidential debate ahead of the November election was asked about the gay community support for the administration. Quote, I'm telling you, I see it every day. The LGBT community, they are incredible and you should see how they've come out in full force for my father every single day. He answered quote, I'm part of that community and we love the man and thank you for protecting our neighborhoods, and thank you for protecting our cities. Oh, gosh. End quote. Many viewers thought Trump had come out to the point that he issued a statement to the New York Post, quote, to clarify, many of our close friends are part of the LGBT community, which was the intent of my statement. The left has taken that vote for granted for a long time, and support (sighs) from the gay community for my father is is incredible. As to me personally... As I think you know, I am happily married. I am a happily married man to my wife, Laura. Trump also said that he is not bisexual.
1: Hmm. Do you think he's a top or bottom?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect that to go. I did not expect that to be the first thing you said out of your mouth.
1: That was all I could think of. He's like, yeah, no, I mean... There's obviously this entire week has been a, there's been a lot of uh, misspeaks and miscommunications from Trump not condemning white supremacy to, yeah, his son, you know, coming, coming out, out <laughs> slash not coming out of, you know, out of the closet. Um, yeah, it's just very choice words, which seemingly runs in the family from him. And I couldn't imagine writing up like a press release. And like you've done this more so with your work, like, typing up press releases and everything and, like, sending it to the news and all this stuff. And imagine writing that but being, like, I'm not gay. I'm just support. Like, I'm, you know, gathering support from that community and, like, just trying to, you know, clarify all of that and sending it out to all these news uh, networks.
0: Uh, I think that he could have, um, like, chosen different words mm-hmm. and maybe not said I'm part of that community. Yeah.
1: And- Especially <laughs> when his dad's, like, obviously done a lot against just minorities in the U S in general, let mm-hmm. alone the LGBTQ plus community, like, yeah. just ra- you know, racial inequality, all that sort of stuff as well. So it's, yeah, very interesting that he's trying to swing that vote over. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say really. It was the, what did you think of the, the debate itself? This was prior to the debate on Fox and friends. And then I believe like a day or two after Trump tweeted out something like, Oh, Fox is completely biased and everything. And I have a weird feeling that, um, Fox News are taking the same approach as like Tiger Air in Australia, which is like a really cheap budget airline, same as Ryanair in the UK and probably like Spirit or Frontier here in the US where it's like any mention on like a national scale is great publicity. And so Trump's like, you know, blah, 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 moderator hates me, blah, 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 fake Fox News. But as soon as he types Fox News into, you know, his Facebook or Twitter or whatever or whoever's running his socials, like they get an influx of visitors because, like, oh, Fox News, blah, blah, blah. So for them, like, any publicity is bad publicity. But anyway, thoughts on the debate, which was a total cluster F word?
0: It was a total cluster F word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was wild. You know, um, I watched most of it um, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, It was just crazy that, you know, women are told that they're too emotional to be running for president. But yet we literally had these two older men, Mm -hmm. uh, grandfathers, basically, um, talking over each other and talking over the moderator and like not being able to answer a question.
1: Yeah, I think juvenile was the word that came immediately to mind for me. And it was, like, just two kids bickering over, like, who gets the last candy bar or something.
0: Yeah, who gets the last word, basically.
1: And, I mean, from that fallout, like, there's been talks of actually having a mute button and, like, cutting the microphones. um, I
0: always thought that because even the the debates that I've watched in the past, I'm like, why don't they just shut the mic off? Like, tell them to shut up and shut the mic off. Mm -hmm. Then they legitimately can't go on for, like, minutes there are so many minutes probably wasted just because of that
1: well there was only meant to run for an hour and a half and i think they finished like 12 15 minutes over i think Um, it was more like 20 yeah so there you go my idea was to have like a similar situation to like family feud where you get one of them and put them in a soundproof box and then listen to like stock music while the other one answers the question and then you swap them around and you're like oh trump this is what biden says what do you have to say what's your take on that um, and is that a thing here in the family feud in the U S? Cause it is in the Australian version.
0: Uh, I, I don't think it's, so. It's Cause family food, family feud is just whenever you have two teams, mm-hmm. right. And then two members of the, each family member, yeah. each family go up and try to like, guess like, okay. So word. maybe it was the
1: Australian spin. So basically Australian you'd have, spin. you'd have the same thing, you know, two families of four and then the winning family, you know, they do like the top five and it's like, survey says, blah, blah, blah. Um, and basically they get the two family members to do that. And so, so that one, so that one of them doesn't hear the answers the first time they sit in a soundproof booth listening to music and then they swap. And then if they get the answers right again, um, that's another way to earn more points and earn more money. So that was my idea for it. But anyway, we'll move on to the next article. This one coming out of Ireland, uh, subway bread is not bread An Irish court rules. Uh, this one from The Garden. Sorry, I didn't min- mention that before. But a judge finds that sugar content of U- of the U.S. chain sandwiches exceeds stipulated limit and they should thus be classified as confectionery. So we need a soundbite um, from the... What was the movie where it's like, America, F yeah, or whatever it is. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. It was about. like Team America World Police or something like that.
0: Oh, okay, yes.
1: Yes, but um, yeah, the it was just, you know, you just hear like the bald eagle flying in the distance <laughs> and like, you know... George W. Bush riding a unicorn with a bunch of machine guns. But anyway, um, going into the article, it reads, Those wrestling with the great culinary philosophical dilemmas of our time, this is a very English (laughs) or very uh, UK style of humor, are Jaffa Cakes actually cakes or just themselves biscuits? Is putting chorizo in piella really an act of gastronomic terrorism? And what kind of monster doesn't love Marmite? Marmite being the UK equivalent of Vegemite. So a very... very united kingdom take i
0: was about to say uh america has left the building (laughs) Uh, yes so
1: jaffa cakes i suppose the equivalent would be like maybe twinkies where it's like it's like a bready thing it's like a bready confectionery cake with like jam in the middle i suppose like that would be kind of the similar equivalent in the u.s yes so is that a biscuit or is it a cake um so that would be the first question chorizo you know what paella is right so I don't need to explain all that. Yeah, uh, this is just then, a very
0: interesting open.
1: Yes, uh, definitely gets your attention. But the article reads, can give thanks to the Irish Supreme Court. Earlier this week, it brought clarity to an important, if less bitterly contested debate. In a judgment published on Tuesday, the court ruled that the bread served at Subway, the US chain that hawks giant sandwiches in 110 countries and territories, could not in fact be defined as bread due to its high sugar content. The ruling followed an appeal appeal by Brookfinders, LTD, Subway's Irish franchisee. The company had argued that the bread used in Subway sandwiches counted as a staple food and it was consequently exempt from VAT. So VAT is just GST um, in the UK. However, as the court pointed out, Ireland's Value Added Tax Act of 1972 draws a distinction between staple foods, bread, tea, coffee, cocoa, milk, and, quote, preparations or extracts of meat or eggs, end quote, And another quote, more discretionary indulgences such as ice cream, chocolate, pastries, crisps slash chips for the rest of the world, popcorn and roasted nuts. I am so glad I visited England so I can translate (laughs) all of these. Uh, The clincher on the act was the strict provision that the amount of sugar in bread shall quote shall not exceed 2% of the weight of flour included in the dough. A 6 inch or 15 centimeter sub roll from Subway contains 5 grams of sugar, the same as two plain digestive biscuits. Subway's bread, however, contains five times as much sugar, or as the Supreme Court put it, quote, in this case, there is no dispute that the bread supplied by Subway in its heated sandwiches has a sugar content of 10% of the weight of the flour included in the dough. So it took a long time to get there, but uh, a little concerning that there's so much sugar in the bread. I'm not sure if that's like just like the Italian herbs and cheese one or if it's like the different styles or if it's just the fact that like a foot long you will just naturally contain that much sugar. Um, It's a very, yeah, very interesting that Ireland's kind of cracking down on this.
0: I didn't know this. I mean, I just figured that Subway bread was Subway bread. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's very um, interesting. And maybe that's why I love Subway so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I suppose. I think it's mostly just the portion control because like a normal sandwich or like a loaf of bread... Um, you know if it's just like a normal square of bread like it's not going to have that much you know sugar in it just from like natural yeast processing and all that sort of stuff but a foot long being a foot long or a six inch inch being a six inch is generally going to be like slightly more than usual but Mm -hmm. i mean it's probably pumped full of sugar to appease the american palate um, as well so again america f yeah
0: f yeah america we love our subway or at least i do Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how you feel about Subway. Subway's
1: good. Subway's fairly popular in Australia as well. It was at my uni, actually, now that I think about it. so
0: Subway is like all over the world. Whenever I was in 110 Korea. 110 countries. Yeah, 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 110 countries. Whenever I was in Korea, I was so hungover, mm-hmm. but I really wanted Subway. And so I went to go get Subway while I was in South Korea.
1: Yes. Drunk Daisy is the most determined person you'll ever meet.
0: Uh, No comment. (laughs) So let's move on to our next um, episode, Mm -hmm. or next article, not episode. Uh, Amazon's new Ring camera is actually a flying drone for inside your home. Mm -hmm. Ring announces a $250 Always Home Cam indoor drone and plans for end-to-end encryption. Ring, on Thursday, introduced a new product to its growing roster of smart home devices, the Ring Always Home Cam. Unlike the Amazon company's other security cameras, the Always Home Cam is a flying camera drone that docks when it isn't in use. The Ring Always Home Cam will be available in 2021 for $250, which is super low in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, For a flying
1: drone, yeah. For
0: a flying drone. Along with this hardware announcement, Ring says you'll be able to turn on end-to-end encryption in the Ring app's control center later this year in an effort to improve the security of its devices. So... What do you think?
1: Um, I just obviously having Ally is my main concern when I hear this. And it's like, oh, you know, it's going to undock, fly around the house and then redock to charge again and everything. But could you imagine like having a dog that was it would look and be like, what is going on? And then, you know, some dogs Ali would probably be too smart and be like, oh, yeah, it's a flying drone that monitors the house and keeps everyone safe. But some not so smart dogs would be like. I'm gonna destroy that thing as soon as possible.
0: I'm pretty sure Allie would probably try to destroy it. Like, yeah. it's not a smart thing, it's more of a prey drive thing. Yeah. Like, if you see something, like, if she sees something floating in the air, yeah. she's
1: yeah, gonna be true. like. She chases birds, squirrels, boof, boof, cats. Boof, boof, boof. I don't know. Could you imagine, like, just watching it though and just seeing her, like, jumping up and down at it as it's, like, hovering along?
0: Yeah, um, I feel like if you have a pet, Don't get this
1: at all. It definitely sounds like a pretty cool device, though, like sans the pets and everything.
0: The article says Ring says the always home cam travels on a set path that you designate. It can't be controlled manually and you can view the feed live in the Ring app. Quote, the path is entirely determined by the customer. You actually walk the device around your home and train it on that path and can set different waypoints for the camera to fly to. It has HD live streaming and a five-minute runtime. It takes about an hour to charge. Hmm. So it's definitely interesting. I just don't think that it's um, necessary.
1: Yeah, definitely like a trendy gadget to pick up. Um, But, I mean, you can get, like, we've got, like, you know, a home cam just so that we can check on Allie. Obviously, pre-work from home and, you know, global pandemic.
0: Yeah, because you work from home and she's home all the time they yeah exactly all
1: the time. yeah and so we bought a camera to like double check on her and make sure everything's okay um and like you can get some like you know hd ones for a decent price now and you know just buy like two or three of those set it up in the living room set one up in the bedroom and another one you know at the front door like i mean i, I got how much did i buy our, our doorbell camera for it was like 40 bucks i think I thought
0: it, it was supposed to be 80 bucks and yeah. then there was like a huge sale or something
1: yeah it was like 50 percent off so i mean you can get these cams like pretty cheap now and like you know decent quality you know motion detection blah 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 it is pretty cool though having a flying drone like go around the house five minutes flight time $250.
0: Yeah. It's not not bad.
1: It's not terrible all things considered, but uh, we'll move on to the next article sticking in the world of technology. This one from Engadget. uh, Microsoft thinks remote workers need a quote virtual commute. The goal is to create a boundary between work and life. If there's one thing you don't miss from your pre pandemic life, it's probably your commute to work. But Microsoft is convinced that daily commutes have a unique benefit and it wants to revive those benefits by replacing your daily commute with morning and evening tasks. Uh, Next year, Microsoft Teams will let users schedule quote virtual commutes or blocks of time when users will be asked to set goals for the day, reflect on wins, losses, and to-dos. The the idea is that commutes help workers define the start and the end of their day and give them space to think away from the distractions of work and home, the Wall Street Journal explains. Microsoft Teams hopes a virtual commute will help remote workers set definitive start and end times so that they're not just constantly working. According to WSJ, the feature is still being developed, but it may include asking users to write a list of goals or tasks for the day. At the end of the day, the feature will ask them which tasks they completed and move uncompleted tasks to the next day. It will ask users how they feel in the morning and the evening. The danger is that this will just feel like more work. So Daisy, definitely. I mean, it's a nice idea, I suppose, but labeling it as a virtual commute, um, definitely isn't on brand, I suppose.
0: Um, so I like the idea of having a virtual commute, I guess. But my idea of having a virtual commute is like putting on the VR like set. Yes. And then just like sitting there and pretending like I'm in a car mm-hmm. or in a subway or something. Yeah. Um, But not to keep doing work and like writing down my look, my goals and things to do. Like that's what I already do at work.
1: Yeah. That was the first thing that came to, p- to mind for me as well. I was like, Oh, you know, if they're doing like Microsoft VR and you pretend you're sitting on a train, maybe, or I don't know, it would be it would be weird, you know, doing that. And then especially in, you know, population heavy, you know, dense cities rather like You know, Manhattan, for example, like if you got on the subway there, it would just be like, oh, I'm surrounded by a bunch of other people also wearing VR headsets and Mm -hmm. just unnecessary stress in the morning, I suppose. But, you know, like I said, like the concept of it having, you know, set times to be like complete a task, finish task, blah, blah, blah. Um, But again, for like most people, I feel like that should also be a thing that you normally do during work hours regardless as well.
0: Well. So I think you and I are pretty good about like creating lists and being organized, Mm -hmm. but not everyone's like that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But, um, at the same time, like I said, I create all my lists at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day, whatever I don't have finished on that list, I write it down for the next day and then I leave the office. Like,
1: yeah. Do you reflect on your wins for the day? as you're driving home? Cause I know I don't, I mean, maybe I'll be like, yeah, that was an awesome day, but now I'm going to put on a podcast and not I think mean, about work.
0: Yeah, no, I don't really think about it on my commute. Whenever I scratch things off, I'm like, cool. I only have one left, one thing left to do. Yeah. Cool. I finished my list for today. Trash. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know, sit there for 20 minutes and reflect on everything that happened in the day. Yeah. Mostly the 20 minutes I spend um, coming home is just me wanting to get home faster.
1: I yeah, think that's fair enough. I think <laughs> one of my, um, what's his, one of my favorite quotes from a former co-worker was when you finish up for the day and then I was like, oh, I still have something to do. He's like, don't worry about it. That's a tomorrow problem. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, and so obviously we both have worked in media, but there's you know sometimes where like you just have to get something done you don't work a normal nine to five generally like even when you're in marketing like you'd come in at say you know 8 30 or nine there'd be days like yeah you'd be finished at five but other times like hey like you got to get something done like it's going to be 6 30 maybe seven or whatever
0: or like 5 a.m or something
1: yeah exactly um but yeah that sort of stuff definitely you know obviously we've been in careers that are a little bit more flexible but we're, like you said we're both also good at um kind of Setting goals and taking care of that sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, I think that it's a good idea. I just think that it's coming from a more like managerial outlook.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which people like, I don't like them.
1: Yeah, it's personally. a little much.
0: But um, let's move on to the next article. This is French man says tattoos cost him kindergarten teaching job. Mm-hmm. So, this is from France. A school teacher whose body, face, and tongue are covered in tattoos and who has had the whites of his eyes surgically turned black said he was prevented from teaching at a French kindergarten. After a parent complained, he scared their child, but the teacher Sylvian Helene 35 still teaches children from the age of six and up. He, he also said that after an initial shock, when they see him for the first time, his pupils see past his appearance (laughs) <laughs> i just like caught yeah. on to that nice. <laughs> <laughs> quote all of my students and their parents were always cool with me because basically they knew me said Helene, who estimated he has spent around 460 hours under the tattooist needle jeez quote it's only when people see me from far away that they can assume the worst." end quote he said last year he was teaching kindergarten at dr Morier elementary school a suburb of Paris, when the parents of a three-year-old child complained to educational authorities. They said their son, who was not taught by Helene, had nightmares after seeing him. A couple of months later, the school authorities informed him he would no longer teach kindergarten children. He said, quote, I think the decision they took was quite sad. A spokesman for the local education authority said an agreement was reached with Helene to move away from teaching kindergarten pupils under six, Quote, could be frightened by his appearance, the spokesman said. Despite the setbacks, Helene said he, he would stick with his chosen career. I'm a primary school teacher, and I love my job. He said he started getting tattoos at the age of 27, when while teaching at a private school in London, he had, ex- he had quote, an essential crisis. Since then, he said, getting tattoos is my passion. He said he hoped to show his peoples that they should accept people who were different from, from them the norm. Maybe when they are adults, they will be less racist and less homophobic and more open-minded, end quote. So, uh, you guys need to, I guess, look at these pictures and Mm -hmm. this video. What are your thoughts initially?
1: So, I guess, which has kind of been a running theme of this episode, like, great message, which I wholeheartedly support, but the means of which... To convey that message, uh genuinely scary. Um, I saw this guy and like, you know, his entire head, like I don't think he has any hair. Um, yeah, he's but, bald. Yeah, his entire head just covered. It's the pupils that gets me. Like it's completely blacked out. And like I'm sure that he's a nice guy and everything. And like he said in the article, like, once you get to know me, like I'm a normal human being. But like I'm scared as a 24-year-old looking at him. I can only imagine how a six-year-old would feel. Um, seeing that and then especially for a young kid going to school where it's like yeah no this is basically your second home and also at such a young age like you know so many kids like don't want to leave their parents they're like experiencing uh, separation anxiety for like the first time and everything so you know to like go away from mom and dad and be like okay time to go to school and learn and like you know all this stress to have you know him as your teacher I'm sure as nice as he is like gotta be a little scary so i think
0: what gets me is the pupil thing yeah like it's not the tattoos at all it's just Mm -hmm. the pupil thing yeah and if you guys uh look up this article you'll see that he that they did a package on it and every move that he is doing is not like a like he's not in all bright uh backgrounds or white background or anything it's really dark and then he's just like moving very creepily, I guess.
1: Yeah, it is a lot. And I think this is definitely one of those examples where, you know, people shouldn't be discriminated against based on certain things. Um, But at the same time, like, you should expect, like having that many tattoos, you should expect there to be some kind of backlash that, you know, certain jobs might not be for you having that many. Um, I don't know, just like teaching younger kids, like maybe older, where they're a little more aware of you know what it is and like that they're more aware of being of accepting others and everything um but that young i feel like yeah i would probably side with the parents on that one
0: yeah like i said for me it's not the tattoos i think somebody can like teach kindergarten while having a bunch of tattoos i think that's fine it's just the eyes like the eyes have always been associated with like demonic things and like I don't know. They've always like, it's always uh big whenever Halloween comes to get like black eyes mm-hmm. or like red eyes or something. Yeah. So it's just the eyes are what creep me out.
1: Yeah. And also just to clarify what I was saying earlier, like, you know, I'm not against him, like not having a job or anything like that, but society is going to perceive him and certain in a certain way. Regardless of like how accepting he wants it to be.
0: He is before his time.
1: Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Anyway, onto the last uh, article, this one from Ringside News, Daisy, a wrestling article. So you're going to love this one.
0: I totally knew that.
1: Yes. Miro says WWE wanted to give his character erectile dysfunction. Uh, WWE has a lot of ideas that don't see the light of day, thank God. Miro recently revealed an idea that hit the cutting room floor that might have seen WWE receive a Blue Chew endorsement. Stephanie McMahon once revealed that Vince McMahon wanted to write an angle where he was the father of her child. Needless to say, WWE storylines can be pretty crazy when they're first pitched. AEW Unrestricted recently spoke to Miro where he revealed a fascinating detail about WWE's original intention for his storyline with Lana, and then marriage breakup. WWE wanted to make Lana a sex addict, but Rusev was supposed to have a very different issue. Quote, they wanted Lana to say I was a sex addict, but the original pitch was that I have erectile dysfunction. They really wanted to kill me completely. I don't think in anybody's eyes how the baby face has erectile dysfunction, that he's a good guy. There's nothing wrong with people who have erectile dysfunction, people take care of it, but that was not the case here. There was no coming back for it. Absolutely no coming back from it. I told them, Vince, this is going to bury me completely. He already had the man who took my wife, and then I have erectile dysfunction, and I'm going to lose. I wasn't supposed to lose, and that just changed with time. I said it was a better idea if we do the sex addict thing, and then he went for it right away. Thank God I did not have erectile dysfunction as a character. Uh, so WWE didn't give him erectile dysfunction, as, or didn't give the character, erectile dysfunction but they also didn't put Miro who was known as Rusev on WWE TV he was released on April 15th a very weird um, pitch for a storyline the original story for Rusev and Lana was that they break up um, or the storyline that they went with rather was that they split and then Bobby Lashley comes in and sweeps Lana off her feet and then they're together and then Rusev's not trying to win the girl back, but just trying to get revenge on Bobby Lashley for stealing his wife, basically. And it was a very weird and intriguing storyline. It went all over the place. And then the pandemic hit and a bunch of wrestlers got released. Coming back to the erectile dysfunction part, I feel like, especially now it wouldn't work. WWE more than ever has been PG 13 and more on the family friendly side. But like, how do you bring up Oh, my husband can't get it up in bed. Or you know, this person can't get it up in bed in a family-friendly manner.
0: You can be like, you could never please me. Yeah. And that's it.
1: And as many double entendres as possible.
0: Yeah, basically. I just so reading this whole entire story and like absorbing it. Yes. Um, it just kind of reminds me of uh a soap opera. But for guys.
1: Yeah, that's what WWE is. Yeah, like, but
0: like even more so, it just like reminds me of like Desperate Housewives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But for guys.
1: Yeah, no, it's Young and the Restless, it's <laughs> Days of Our Lives. My grandfather, I remember when I was younger, I'd go to my grandparents every Friday and wrestling would be on from 3.30 to 5.30 and between 4.30 and 5, it would be Young and the Restless. So so were
0: you into Young and the Restless?
1: No, my grandma was though.
0: Yeah, but did you ever watch it and I mean, it would be like man, if they just threw them in a ring, like, mm-hmm. let's go. Well, I made the tr-
1: I made the uh, joke on my Instagram uh, with the political debate and was like, why don't we just put Biden and Trump inside oh, Hell yeah. in a Cell? Um, but yeah, I watched uh, wrestling from 3.30 to 4.30 and then my grandmother would watch four 4.30 to 5.30 Young and the Restless. And my grandfather would sit there joking that nothing has changed between those times because, like you said, wrestling is just a soap opera for men or, you know, insecure men i suppose who can't admit that they like soap operas um but yeah very mm. i don't know what was that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't know that was me my insinuating laugh that he yes. said that as um, a man who likes to
1: be to be yes it's a great <laughs> soap opera um but yeah very interesting he's a like i don't know rusev and i'm going to use some re- wrestling terminology here Rusev was incredibly over with Rusev Day, the crowd was right behind him, never got the push that he deserved, and then got put into a storyline with Aiden English and Lana that never got off the ground properly. There was the whole one night in Milwaukee that never got closure, and now he's in a completely different promotion. So I do feel bad, I hope he does get used properly in AEW, but um, I mean, if he wasn't buried already, the erectile dysfunction storyline would have just been the end of it, as he said himself
0: i can't comment further on this story (laughs) daisy
1: agrees anyway we will wrap it up there thank you everyone so much for tuning in make sure you follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you got your podcast from don't forget to leave us a five-star review it will definitely help new listeners find us and help us climb the apple podcast ranks uh you can follow us on instagram at daisy.yates and at seb underscore quinn to suggest topics each week and have your thoughts read live on the show That's it for today's episode. I've been Quinn.
0: And I've been Daisy.
1: And remember, despite not having any news on the Catholic Church this week, stay tuned for next week because there's more than likely going to be some.